Welcome to the Sooners Extra Podcast, powered by the Oklahoman. I'm Ryan Aber here with Barry Trammell. We're high above Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium, or high above Owen Field, I guess. We're in Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium. We're Barry. We saw something that I don't think anybody here, uh, among the media, among certainly uh, Sooners fans, and probably if you get down to it, a lot of Kansas State Wildcats uh, expected to see today. Uh, Kansas State knocking off the Sooners 38-35. to What to you, outside of that final score, was the most disappointing thing about OU's performance today? I would say as much as you come to expect the offense to do stuff and the defense not to, I'm still more disappointed in the defense because they were so dominant through two and a half quarters. With six something left in the second quarter, I mean, sorry, third quarter, 21, you know, 21 and a half minutes left in the game, so we'd played 38 and a half minutes. Kansas State had 107 yards. And over the last 21 and a half minutes, they had 293 yards and just totally uh, dominated the game, the Wildcats, the rest of the way. So. Uh, just the total defensive collapse is just, it's mind-boggling. But we've seen it before. We saw it against Iowa State last year. And you just keep thinking someday it might change, but it's not changing so far. No, it isn't. And and the other thing is some of the offensive issues that we saw today, which I think the big big ones are the offensive line, and their struggles to find any kind of cohesion, especially in the run game uh, there this season, and Spencer Rattler's struggles. I mean, Rattler looked uh, sort of mirroring what you said. For most of three quarters, Spencer Rattler was almost as good as he was in the opener, uh, and and then things just uh, fell apart on OU's defense or OU's offense. But those things you see a path toward fixability. OU's offensive line should get better with some continuity that they haven't had at all uh, to this point as those guys have been held out and um, injured, things like that. So they should improve. You know OU's got good running backs like you wrote about this week. Um, Spencer Rattler, it's been a long time since OU has had to have their quarterback go through growing pains on their roster. Baker Mayfield went through his growing pains at Texas Tech. Uh, Kyler Murray at, at Texas A&M. Jalen Hurts at Alabama. Um, Spencer Rattler's having to go through them here. And we saw that, I, I think, today with some of the decisions he made and things like that. But you figure those things will get better. The defense, you know, you wonder how quickly they can uh, turn things in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Um the offense and the offense was outstanding for a good chunk of i mean what the first two and a half quarters yeah um, well even i i mean a little bit beyond that not right. a ton but no, you're that, right but yeah for most even of even even when kansas state started uh breaking off their chunk plays at least it was uh you know answering score for score yeah. uh you know briefly until things fell apart on them and, and the comeback was on so well, what we saw you know with with the ou offense is I guess, let's see. First eight possessions they had, five touchdowns, 
two interceptions and a bobbled snap on fourth and one. So, you know, Rattler, you talk about his groin veins, he made a few mistakes. But outside of that, they were moving, and it, it wasn't like they were getting these home run plays like Kansas State. I mean, they were just, you know, methodically moving down the field, 8, 12, 18-yard plays. So the offense was excellent for a good chunk of, you know, for a good chunk of uh, this game. But in the fourth quarter, the offense completely fizzled. The defense collapsed, and we saw an historic comeback. We think, we think it's the biggest blown lead to a defeat in Owen Field history for the Sooners. Well, I, I could not find a, a 21 point lead that OU squandered and lost. Did you reach out to our friend Mike Brooks about yeah, that at could, all? He did not. Uh, he did not have one. Um, he he's probably looking as we speak, but he did not have one. Uh, at the at the. At the Which time, I've got to so. I've got to say, just sort of deviating. Uh, uh, from the uh, playbook a little bit here, I uh, was going to uh, tell you this. Uh, Mike Brooks, first game watching from the stands since 95 yeah, or 96 told me. today, that's what he told I think. Me. That's so, what he told me. Interesting, because, yeah, I reached out to him uh, uh, a little bit earlier this week about uh, the, the Tulsa starters that I wrote about in, uh, in Saturday's Oklahoma. But... Uh, just a very just the, a colossal the, meltdown. Yeah, That's what it was. It's, it's just a colossal meltdown. Yeah. No other way it, to say it. Yeah, there there really isn't. I mean, it's sort of the mirror in a lot of ways of what happened last year in Manhattan, except for last year OU at least built some momentum there late in that game with the comeback that uh, fell a little yeah. bit short. This year you're just left uh scratching your heads a, a little bit. But um yeah, here's what I, here's what's interesting. The Sooners are not great at holding a big lead. They are good at coming back. They had two epic comebacks last year. Almost pulled it off in Manhattan. Did pull it off at Baylor. Right. So it's not like they're just mental midgets. I mean, I don't. So I don't know what the deal is. But they, you know, TCU game last year. Now it wasn't this big, but they were total control of the game and then had to hang on for dear life. Iowa State. They were completely dominating and and had to ha hang on so it's just it's very puzzling um i blame the defense though because 35 14 with two and a half minutes left in the third quarter doesn't shouldn't matter what the offense does the rest of the game yeah i mean even if that should be enough even if the offense struggles the, and the defense doesn't even have to hold uh, doesn't have to get three and outs right. or even keep you off the board. Just show some but what resistance. they've got to do is make you work yeah, for I'm it. Sure. What do we and make there them, wasn't any working for it. three or four minutes, half. not 77 yards and 78 yards. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, 35 yards, uh, which heck pr could have been longer, except for they didn't have to yeah, go that, longer it because been they blocked the punt. If, the, if the real estate had been available. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Stick with the defense for for a little bit. The the lack of turnovers, Barry. Uh, last week, uh, well, really all of last year, Alex Wrench talked about preaching turnovers. We we got to get turnovers. That that magic number of of two per game and and what that does for you in winning. 
he kept preaching that after last year when those didn't come. Uh, only had the one last week against Missouri State, didn't get any today. Uh, uh, not a great turnover margin, minus four today. Uh, Pat Fields said he considered it minus five because of the, the fourth down uh, stop. But, uh, I mean, at this point, it is a major concern about the ability to turn around this defense, their continuing inability uh, to, to force turnovers and, and help out their offense when things don't go perfectly. I wonder if it's mental. I mean, it's got to be on some I mean, level the, at this the, point, right? To the right? level that he's talked, talked about it. Not, now, and frankly, this year he's not talked about it as much, only when we ask him. But – such Although to be fair, like a lot of the defensive players talk about it even without being prodded. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. I think he's talking about it the same amount. It's just we don't get to talk to him as much. Well, that's so probably we don't true. See it. That's probably true. But at some point, it becomes a little bit counterproductive. I mean, something you harp on, harp on, harp on might just need to let off on it because it's not whatever you're saying is not working so try something else try something else yeah i, I mean i think you got to at this point because it's uh i mean it's been disastrous to this point as bad as they were in 2018 i mean heck it got mike stoops fired uh was the the worst year for creating turnovers in ou's history they were worse last year in alex french's first year and they show no signs of getting any better this year. There weren't any, even any, I don't think, today, that we, except for what uh, Kansas State did have one fumble that they recovered themselves. Yeah, and it was not a forced but, fumble. He just dropped a pitch. Yeah. So, so yeah. There, there weren't any like, oh, he, he should have hauled that in. You could chalk up to bad luck or uh, anything like that. No, no. It was it's just a dismal performance defensively against a team that, you know, lost to Arkansas State last week and did not show the firepower we saw today here on Owen Field. Although today we saw, uh, well, I'd say we saw Skyler Thompson look like he should be the one who's uh, winning a Heisman uh, at the end of the season uh, in this quarterback battle. But they made Deuce Vaughn, a freshman running back, look like Darren Sproles. Uh, out there. He did look good. He had <laughs> either the 77 or 78. You know, you, 77. you get into those kinds of numbers and it's hard to keep track of which is which. <laughs> but, yeah, he looked good, but they had, you know, they. it's crazy. You win a game 38-35 and you had 10 first downs. That's how many first downs Kansas State had. <laughs> so, and they had all these big plays. So, half of their they had five big plays, I think 30 yards or more. That's half their first downs. I mean, it's not like they moved the ball. They didn't move the ball. They couldn't run to save their life. They had one gain over six yards, that 38-yard TD run yeah. out of the I mean, Yeah, in the, the third and fourth quarter, uh, they combined, they had six first downs, three in the third, three in the, the fourth. But when those first downs are going for 70 yards, yeah. You don't need very many. Yeah, that's true. It's true. So, just very disappointing performance. Very disappointing. Um, you know, when it's 35-14, you think, oh, this is, you know, this is about what OU should be doing. And then uh, didn't follow through on it. And didn't follow through on it. And, you know, crazy things can happen uh, and have here in college football today. But we saw Texas pull out a miracle victory in the 
The Sooners, the Sooners have not been great in the clutch when they get the ball and just have to score. Other than perhaps that Baylor game in Waco. I mean, right. that's with Mayfield, that's with Murray, that's with Hurts. You know, we, I mean, they just don't have a whole lot of comeback wins other than Waco last year. Yeah, and that's uh, certainly concerning on, on their end that they got themselves into the situation tonight. But just the fact that even when they did, they had plenty of opportunities to bail themselves out and, and couldn't. Um, on, on, talking about Spencer Rattler specifically, Barry, and, and we talked about the growing pains, things like that. What's the most concerning thing uh, that you saw out of him? Uh, some not great decision making through a couple of, of picks that were clearly on him. The the one, the first one, got tipped, which you could say it's on him, but also the offensive line was, uh, well, awful uh, for a, a lot of that first quarter, especially. But. Uh, you know, is there something that you see in Rattler that, you know, well, that we need to keep an eye on that at least? Uh, some of the decision-making concerned me. You know, in the last drive that mattered, not the one with 30 seconds left, you know, they had a third and seven, I think it was, and he goes back in the pocket, and the, the middle opened up. He could have ran for a first down, or if maybe if they converge really quickly, he's going to get close, and Lincoln could have went for it. Um, instead, he tries to he throws into coverage, and you know they have to punt. That kind of thing, knowing when to run. Um, that and you know what, that's to be expected. You alluded to it. I mean, we've we've seen veteran quarterbacks on this field now for five straight years. So been a long time. 2013, I guess. Trevor Knight. Since the last time we really saw a a guy sort of learning the the ropes. So. Yeah, that's sort of to be expected, but the bar is so high for the Oklahoma quarterback that you sort of come to expect it, and it, you know, it just didn't happen. So, um, you know, that's disappointing. And, and you know, in the running game was okay, but not great. Didn't really get going, so that's a little bit disappointing. You know, this old line is supposed to be sort of semi-established. I don't know why it's, it's struggling so much. Yeah, I mean, Eric Swenson really struggled for, for stretches last year. I mean, that's why that he uh, didn't stick in the, the starting lineup. And then R.J. Proctor wound up starting a lot of the last part of the season. But Swenson struggled against Missouri State, which if you're going to uh, uh, dominate anybody on the, as this offensive line, you would think it would be them. They weren't able to do that. Um, then today, Swenson continued to struggle uh, there early on the left side, they pulled him out, put Anton Harrison in, the freshman who was atop the depth chart initially before the season, wound up missing the opener, presumably for COVID-related reasons, whether that's a test or contact tracing. But uh, they got better for the rest of the first half. They were moving the ball on the ground. McGowan had some nice runs. Pledger had some nice runs. But then it just went away in the second half. and those problems came back and more because they weren't able to to get the deep balls yeah um outside of the what drake stoops the 51 yarder in the second yeah. half 
which was that they set up their last you touchdown, know, I think. Yeah, the, you know, the uh, Lincolns had something after the game that's true. He said Spencer never really seemed real comfortable in the pocket. And that, you know, they got after him pretty good, K-State's pass rush did. They didn't right. always get him, but it was pretty good. So they're not pass protecting exceptionally well. They're not run protect. I mean, they're not run blocking all that good either. So it is the offensive line is a concern right now. And it's not supposed to be because last year was the rebuilding year for the O-line. And it's supposed to – most of those guys are veterans. So yeah, and it was pretty solid. And it ended up being pretty uh, solid O-line. That's so right. So you thought, yeah, they, they could build on it this year. Because yeah. even last year, even after Jalen Hurts came, you're like, well, next year's the year where you right. thought they would so who know, really seriously who knows? contend. I, so I, so. I don't know what's going on there. But I, I do have some confidence Beatenbow is going to fix it. You said it when we started. Confidence in Beatenbow, yes. Confidence in Grinch, Grinch getting the defense, no. That's right. really where we're at with this Oklahoma and, football team. Which leads us to this, Barry. A year ago, uh, you weren't at the game in Manhattan, I don't That's right, believe, I was not. Because uh, Jenny uh, Carlson was on that trip. But um, we, we sat here the week after OU lost to Kansas State. Well, I didn't sit here because I had surgery two days later. But – a lot of the talk was OU's going to have a really hard time getting back in the playoff mix because of how when that game was and the reality of things at that point. They got a lot of things that fell in line for them, heck, even down to the, the very last games that got them into the playoff a year ago. This year, with the unique nature of this season and with the Big Ten, Pac-12, getting back into the mix um, and with everything we've seen in the Big 12 uh, outside of OU to this point. How did the chances of OU getting back into the playoff mix compared to how they were a year ago, which was pretty small, um, even if they wound up getting you in? You know what? I mean, clearly, you lose this early. People say you want to lose early. You don't want to lose early because – you lose early, that means you can lose a lot more, too. Right. So, I do think this. It's way too early to worry about the playoff. We don't know if there's going to be a playoff. We don't know True. if Pac-12 and Big Ten is going to have enough games to even be considered. We don't know, well, here's we don't know what's I mean, going to happen. Uh, I want to get off track a little bit, but should the Pac-12 even be considered this year with as few games as they're playing? to start with probably not but just depends on how many else everybody else plays you know i mean that's true we don't even know if, or, if oregon goes out and wins every game by 30. You know, georgia tech and syracuse were ready to kick off today and they delayed the game because they were waiting on three positive three tests for syracuse players i mean that's just it's kind of craziness we're in so i'm not i'm not ready to talk about ou's playoff chances I'm not ready to talk about anybody's playoff chances. I mean, I, I could see a scenario by which at some point, if this thing doesn't really get too too on track, saying, listen, everybody just play as many games as you can and we'll have no playoff. I mean, I could see them scrapping it if, if I mean, they want to because of the, because of the money, but, yeah, you know, some things might not be feasible. So, uh, what you got to do is win the Big 12. And right now, you know, it, it's 
You know, the, the Sooners have put themselves behind the eight ball. But they've done that before. You know, they got to yeah. go be – you know, I, I wouldn't go to Ames and lose if you want to make the playoff. I'd recommend winning in Ames. <laughs> right. You know, so so we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, actually um, – I can't even remember what I was going to bring up, so we'll <laughs> uh, table that uh, for right now. But um, oh, I know what I was going to say. the The very first thing I asked you, Barry, was what was the most concerning thing about this whole thing. To me, uh, it was the fact that this is going to be a weird season you're going to see weird results um, we've seen some of those already arkansas state kansas state uh iowa state opener things like that heck we almost saw texas tech uh, knock off the longhorns but this wasn't one of those fluke things where ou was missing half of their offense and OU lost is, the game OU is in OU better shape. had every player on the two deep except for the three suspended players, which we, I mean. They don't count. They don't count in that equation. Uh, and uh, two uh, other players, freshman Kendall Dennis, and uh, let's see, oh, uh, grad, graduate transfer receiver Obi Obialo uh, were the only ones who missed this game on the two deep. Um, and both of those, uh, those two guys I mentioned were here, so you can mark off COVID or contact tracing as the reason that they missed the game. Uh, so that, to me, is the most concerning thing. Yes, I think there's some continuity issues on the offensive line. They can get those things fixed. Um, but the fact that they had T.J. Pledger, they had uh, Gabe Burkich, they had all of these guys that they didn't have in the opener available to play and uh, and did play. I mean, Drake Stoops had a big game. He missed the first the first game. Justin Broyles, Marcus Stripling, Andrew Rame, uh, those guys. Corey Roberson, Jordan Kelly, all those guys weren't available. Anton Harrison, all those guys weren't available for the opener. Played today, and they still got beat by a team who had a lot of guys unavailable. Yeah, K State ended up pretty pretty pleased with its roster outside of the secondary they were missing some dbs and sooners didn't really take much advantage of that so um yeah no there's no excuses at all kansas state had more guys ready today than they had two weeks ago against arc state and um and managed to win so you're right and lincoln to his credit said listen this had nothing to do with corona we you know everybody's in the same boat so they 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 the Red Wolves, I mean the Red Wolves, the Wildcats just beat them. You know, the Wildcats just beat them today. That's similar to what we've seen out of Iowa State the last two trips to Norman. You, know, right. you survived in 19, didn't in 17, but nothing fluky about it at all. Just didn't make the plays. Uh, a couple of uh, small things on the positive side of the ledger for the Sooners, and there weren't many. Uh, Austin Stogner. And Drake Stoops both had the their the games of their careers. Uh, Stogner really emerged when things were going well for OU offensively as a sort of Rattler's security blanket, and we've seen that so many times with uh, tight ends and, and H-back type of guys. 
and Stogner certainly did that today. Five catches, 83 yards. He didn't have many uh, late there, didn't have many opportunities there late, um, but all of OU's offense fell apart. And then Drake Stoops, uh, I think the most fired up OU fans were, might have been after that 51-yarder when the, the Stoops chant broke out. Didn't quite finish it for the touchdown there. They scored a touchdown the next play on, a, I think it was a Seth McGowan run. Uh, but Drake Stoops' first touchdown was really nice. Uh, not only the, the placement of the pass for Spencer Rattler, but the way that Stoops uh, fought and clawed to get into the end zone and score. Uh, I know that Bob was, I think he was up in a, a luxury box here, and pretty fired up about that touchdown. Yeah, I'm sure he was. And he had, you know, he had two nice plays. Drake Stoops. So, yeah, the what three catches for 93 yeah, yards. He had a 32 yarder plus the uh, 51, I think. 30, 31, 31 yard, yard a touchdown. So, uh, you know, and then so he's, you know, he had an excellent, he had an excellent game. He's playing quite a bit. So, yeah, receivers the least of their problems. For crying out loud, Marvin Mims looked good again, and Rambo I thought had a couple of nice plays. That's had no drops. That's the least of their problems. They they're fine there. It, yeah, it, they're they're absolutely fine. They just got to get that. They got to get the defense to play halfway decent, and you know they might can win some games. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But OU's next game is uh, a, a week from today at Iowa State, uh, first road game for the Sooners. Not exactly sure what time that game will start. I would imagine we'll hear an announcement on that before too long. Now that all four of the teams that were involved in, in making those. Um, selections uh, have finished for the day, but we'll see what time uh, that game is, and we'll be back. Uh, let's try to record one of these things in the middle of the week this week, Barry. Try to get back on some kind of regular schedule. But uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen for us. Uh, once again, this is the Sooners Extra podcast, powered by the Oklahoman. I'm Ryan Aber. He's Barry Trammell. You can read our stuff every day at Oklahoman.com and every morning in the Oklahoman for the best OU coverage anywhere.